Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender. First Commonwealth Bank. Member FDIC. Welcome into DC On Screen episode 356. This is our DCEU news episode. That means film, y'all. I'm your host, David C. Robertson. I don't have anything to really talk about right now. <laughs> this is Jason Goss. Hey! There's a there's so much so much DCEU news. It yeah, it's piled up. That I'm just... just gonna jump in, and I I promise we'll we'll probably Dive have right some in. time for bat. Yeah, we'll have some time for bat wieners, but we're gonna jump right in. There's a lot of stuff going on. Yep, and uh, keep keep listening, guys, because at the very end we do finish out our uh, giveaway number four, which is the final. Woo-hoo. As we mentioned a few weeks ago. Uh, is the final giveaway for the trade paperback, Blu-ray, and DVD. So, um, yeah. Uh, randomly, before we get into the stuff that I'm really excited about, mm-hmm. randomly, uh, the Egyptian Theater in Hollywood, California, is apparently going to be screening 1978's Superman the Movie on Sunday, April 16th at 7.30 p.m. It's going to be a double bill with The Day the Earth Stood Still, the old Robert, Robert Wise film. Mm-hmm. Uh, solid movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure those go together, but so, still solid. Um, and it's apparently a 35 millimeter millimeter print, and it has the original sound mix. So that's cool. You know, you want to. This is the closest you're going to get to spinning around the world backwards and going back in time and seeing this thing. Yeah, like if if you're uh, if you're a film buff, that like a, a true back in the day buff. Yeah, that's that's your uh, that's your ticket right there. Mm-hmm. And if you're in Hollywood, California, or you probably in, are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Val Kilmer, <laughs> Val Kilmer, poor guy. No. He has a Batman pitch, uh, for somebody he thinks is Michael Keaton. Hmm? Um, he tweeted at this guy who's clearly not the Michael Keaton. Excellent. And, uh, he says, I've got a pitch. You, me, Clooney and Bale all do bad. I'll do bad guy cameos in the next Batman and Affleck kills us all. Okay, that sounds funny. I'm with him so far. I would see it. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of Clooney, (laughs) speaking of George Clooney, Mm -hmm. um, they were talking to him at CinemaCon. He he has a pretty weird reason for not seeing Batman v Superman. He says, I haven't seen it, you know, because I feel like Batman died with me. As you can imagine, don't you guys feel the same way? Let me just point this out. I wore a rubber suit and giant rubber nipples, and I still have a career. I don't know what point he's trying to get across, but Batman most certainly did not die with you, buddy. There have been three wildly successful movies afterward, and then a Superman movie, and then a sequel to that that again has Batman in it that was still wildly successful, no matter what you may have thought about it. And then a ragtag, not superhero film that still has Batman in it. Uh Uh-huh. Is he actually trying to say that, like, his career is so successful that, um, probably sexful too, that when he does a character... (laughs) It, it is the end of that character. You know, I don't know. Like, if I he does a production of Hamlet, is is Shakespeare done? <laughs> you know, all these years he's been saying that he killed Batman in Batman and Robin. Maybe we were taking it the wrong way. Hey, I, I thought he meant he, he made it too stupid. <sighs> I but, mean, let's be fair. I, he didn't. He could have done a good job, but, you know. It wasn't his fault that thing went tits up, but, I can, you know... It, it, you know, I mean, as much shit as we give the Nolan universe, Dark Knight was a pretty damn good film. So, it, it was. Like, what, 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 Batman Begins was a pretty good. Pretty damn good film. So what What are we doing here? I It's, it's a confusing I, statement. I would like him to elaborate. I need him to drink less of his tequila and give me a more clarified statement. Mm-hmm. No, I'm, I think I'm in the Or point. way more I, and then to keep talking. Yeah, like I'm sort of over here going, tell us more, yeah. Clooney. Yeah. <laughs> Bartender, three more shots. You Come know, West uh, West spoke of a ranch in New Mexico. What mm-hmm. have you? <laughs> what would you pitch? <laughs> Space zombies, I'll be bound. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so Gary Oldman was talking about J.K. Simmons, uh, Commissioner Gordon. All right. He was at CinemaCon as well. He says, J.K. Simmons doesn't need any advice from me. He's a wonderful actor. I'm intrigued to see what he does with it. I'm looking forward to it. Gordon was very good to me, so I wish him a lot of luck. I'm excited for him. Okay. That's nice. Yeah. I like that even someone like Gary Oldman's like, look, J.K. Simmons doesn't need anything from me. He's got this. <laughs> That's right, Oldman. I don't think I need to give that guy any tips. Oh, you know, the, the, um, when I watched The Dark Knight in theater the first time, you know, that was the moment uh-huh. that got the most cheers? The, the reveal what? that Gordon was still alive? Oh wow! Really? Yeah, that was the loudest moment in the theater when I was when I was watching it like live that Friday night. That's interesting. I I I, I was a little surprised myself, but we were all very happy. In, like there was clapping and cheering and stuff. In my theater, the biggest moment was uh, when Ledger first appeared. Ha ha! All, all that when he first came in like that. Not the uh, well, no, maybe it was the it was when he said "stranger." Whatever I, kills you makes you whatever doesn't kill you makes you makes you stranger. I, none of that got it. Like a lot of that was like, oh yeah, like it was deep, like visceral, almost, yeah. almost, my theater, almost inappropriate groans when he was doing that stuff. Mm. But yeah, the, the the most outright fanish reaction was was Gordon's reveal. Like yeah, the the jo- the two Joker reveals got the biggest applause. The biggest groan I got in the, the, the that movie got in my audience was when he did the magic pencil disappearing act. <laughs> like he slams that dude's head down. Everyone went. Everyone in the theater went. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> somebody behind me audibly went. Oh shit! <laughs> and you know that was that was me like with, with the the giant smile going. Yes, <laughs> I was happy as I could be. Anyway, I was just like, eh, not my Joker, but I'll I'll deal with this. No, that's what's up. That's a good gag. Sorry, that's a kind of funny. B extremely yeah. homicidal. That's that's a Joker moment. That was good. Yeah, that was good stuff. All right, so I, now we're going to talk about everything we know about Joss Whedon's Batgirl. Okay, hit me. Although, this, also, this by the way, have, is that is that the first time we've announced Joss Whedon's Batgirl on our show? Uh huh. That is okay. So, I mean, I, I don't have the canned applause. To actually apply, but I would. Right. If we were the kind of people who spliced in extra audio to our show, we would we would have like like Oscar worthy canned applause for this probably. Yeah. Now this is you know. So, I've I've heard people and you know people just assume that I'm going to be super excited about this. I'm not. Okay. Maybe I would just have the super excited canned applause. Right. I I want to be, and if it's real, I I'm super excited about it but they have oh, completely okay. destroyed any possibility of me believing this you're gun shy i'm very gun shy yeah i understand I, I completely understand because like while the clickbait all says joss whedon will write and direct dceu's batgirl what i read is yeah maybe <laughs> joss whedon because, has talked to someone because while I mean, holding well, a pen about batgirl right according to Variety's dave mcnary um, he's nearing, nearing a deal to write, direct, and produce a solo Batgirl film. So was Matt Reeves. Well, Matt Reeves is official now. He is official now, but for a second, that wasn't going to work out. That's right. So until they say it's official, Joss Whedon is going to do this, I will curb my enthusiasm. Even then, I have to admit, as much as I would like to pull out the Oscar applause, you're probably right about Mm-hmm. Pulling that that uh, that, pit, that you know, probably probably now, should put my dick in my back in my pants because <laughs> even then until he shows up on set, still not sure. Right, and um, you know, and but then you also have the like Rick Famuyiwa, Seth Graham Smith. These all guys showed up were, on set. They they were all showed up on set. They were all had contracts. They were all going to do it, and now they're not. Yeah, I'm just I'm trying I, to be very cautious about my expectations. This is a big deal for me. Joss Whedon directing a bad girl. I'm talking I'm like back in the day, and I don't know if he listens to this, but my old buddy Chris Glennon, he and I used to talk about this stuff all the time. I had a pitch. I said I told him one time instead of Birds of Prey, they need to be doing a Batgirl series like Buffy. Have Joss Whedon do the damn thing. Mm-hmm. Back when he was a TV guy, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, 
And we talked about that crap for hours, how it would go on to her being in college, like her big, you know, love interest was, like, the her angel, essentially, was Dick Grayson. Yeah. Um, that would be fantastic. Not when we get it all on spinoff series, I'm sure, in your head. Yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> it was just, it was perfect for that. Oh, so, that all sounds uh, glorious. And, and yeah. you know, we, all, we already know he can do it. I mean, he, like, Buffy's one of the uh, all-time well-written characters. Uh, mm-hmm. and he, even the ancillary, the supporting characters in Buffy are, are just well-rounded. Yeah. No, yeah. you're wrong. If you were only going to be there for a week, you only got the treatment for someone being there for a week. But yeah. most of most of the characters in that show went through huge arcs. Mm-hmm. It was, it was um, I don't know, wonderful female characters. And, and um, you know, once you get to the Nightwing show, you introduce the Titans. You have the, the whole Coriander thing with Dick and... You know, her being like, you'll never get over Babs. And, oh, it'd be you know, glorious. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. On through to Oracle. Yeah. Um, so, but <sighs> hey, look, solo Batgirl film, here's what we know. Uh, they're saying, again, Dave McNary over Variety says that Toby Emmerich uh, and uh, John Berg and Jeff Johns are all going to be overseeing this thing. He says uh, the project originated in the past month. Mm-hmm. There was a big meeting between Wiedenberg and Johns. Um, now, if you don't know who Joss Whedon is, if somehow you haven't listened to this show, because maybe Stan Lee is right. Maybe every podcast, like a comic book, is somebody's first. So, <laughs> quick recap: Joss Whedon, Joss Whedon wrote, directed the Avengers, Avengers: Age of Ultron, for the biggest of you know uh, property that you could think of. The most uh, money involved. Created and. Worked the hell out of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Angel, Firefly, Dollhouse. He created Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., though he hasn't been around too much on that one. But his brother, um, still killing it over there. Yeah, uh, wrote Cabin in the Woods. Uh, there's a lot of stuff we could talk about. Uh, he wrote the Astonishing X-Men comic. He's mm-hmm. done a lot of stuff, and he's a good cat as far as uh, his writing and directing and producing is concerned. Um, I, I would love to see him take on Batgirl. Um, now, uh, Anthony Brez... Bresnikin? Sure. Bresnikin? I'm sorry, Anthony. I don't know. We're never right about these things. I can't do this. It's a standard. It's a tough one. Do what you do. I'll link you. I'll link you, buddy. But I don't know how to say that name. Over over at EW, he says sources tell him that the version of Batgirl will be Barbara Gordon and that it'll be based on the new 52 version of the character, specifically the the darker Gail Simone storyline before the Batgirl of Burnside happened which i kind of really dug batgirl of burnside <laughs> but i love i love gail simone as well like she this woman as far as i'm concerned is oracle she she's written so much birds of prey so much batgirl <laughs> in her life and, and you know barbara gordon is the reason she got into comics so mm, nice um but yeah it, apparently the storyline is gonna and you know obviously this is all rumor this hasn't been announced and it could change um, but this will be post Oracle if it actually does follow through with the new 52 books. Um, as she's had this experimental surgery, now she's Batgirl again, but she's still like haunted by the, by the, uh, the events of the killing joke. Awesome. Um, so yeah. And here's another weird thing. Lindsay Morgan, who is an actress on the 100, that's her biggest role, uh, thus far. Uh, a few months ago, not a few months ago, I'm stupid. March. It was last <laughs> March thirteenth. Some distant time ago. She yeah, long time ago on a galaxy far, far away there. Now the she says uh, on Twitter, first NYC audition, check. First NYC acting class, check. First NYC Blizzard, check. And then uh let's see if I can get past all the emoticons. I don't know. This was sometime a little after. I didn't put down the date for some reason. Welp, new project on the horizon, and I'm more than ecstatic about it. Thank you, everyone, for your support and love. This has people thinking that she might be Batgirl because of the timing of the tweets and also the fact that she has retweeted and liked reports of Batgirl, the Batgirl news breaking with Whedon. Mm. And um, she has retweeted speculation of her playing the role. <laughs> now, some people might be pissed if, if this actually comes to fruition and it's mm-hmm. her. I don't know her as far as being an actress. I know that she's super hot. That's what I could tell you about her. I, I don't tell know you anything that. about her actually acting. Uh, I only found out about her today as I was doing prep for the show. She's very, very attractive. Uh, but some people are going to be pissed about her uh, if she is her because she's uh, she looks 
Hispanic because she's of Irish and Hispanic descent. But you know what? They did that in the Lego movie, so there's already precedent. And, you know, Irish and Hispanic, that'll work, right? Yeah, whatever, man. A little. I mean... <laughs> I know. There's just so many angry people out there. I'm tr- I'm trying to make them a little happy. <laughs> They'll be okay. I did just look her up, and and she could she could pull off that girl. Oh, she could totally pull off that girl. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, she plays uh, Raven Reyes on the 100 again. A show I've never seen. No idea. Uh, now you know there's there have also been a lot of reports. I've seen a lot of uh, griping online about uh, Joss Whedon. <laughs> <laughs> like oh the yeah, I, th- I actually saw a headline that was like something like the uh, the self-proclaimed feminist taking uh, or erasing the voice of women by taking a female superhero away from a female director. What? Oh my gosh, guys! <laughs> like I've seen this argument floating around. Um, Comete. And I'll, Comete. I o- what? <laughs> I only mention that because I'm going to bring this into it. Wonder Woman director Patty Jenkins says, I don't know if that deal is done or not. I don't have the inside scoop on that. But if it is done, then I am excited about it. I think it's super exciting. The tone of Joss's work is great for female superheroes. He takes such a fun approach, and I think he'll have fun in the DC Universe, which will be excited to have him. Damn straight. Now, Gail Simone, uh, the woman I just spoke about who's written so much Oracle and Batgirl, uh-huh. she reacted thusly. Hey, Joss, do Batgirl good and I will love you forever. At the actual uh, the actual news popping up, she said, Holy shit, I'm kind of freaking out just a tiny bit, you guys. Okay, my email DMs and messages have been flooded about Batgirl and I can't keep up, so here's a quick thread to address a few things. Yes, I am ridiculously excited. When I started comics, movies featuring Wonder Woman and Batgirl seemed like faraway dreams no more. Second, I found out about it yesterday, the same time you all did. I barely know anything about it, just the same news you all saw. So I don't have any answers yet. Uh, I just hope it's all real. Yes, I am excited Joss is directing. I met him only once after the Wonder Woman movie fell apart. This is Joss's old Wonder Woman movie. From right, right. Day. Yeah. He very clearly cared a lot about Diana. So I am excited. The fact they got him for Batgirl shows a serious commitment. It won't be some bland spinoff. She goes on at arm's length. Like, there's a whole thread. You guys can go check her out on Twitter. In fact, you sh- why aren't you anyway? Um, but... Yeah, so I think that's a big loogie in the face of these people claiming that he's, like, taking the bread out of the mouth of women directors for this. Just doesn't work also, like why that. Do, why, does a women, why does a woman director have to do a woman superhero anyway? I mean, why? I mean, Patty Jenkins looks like she could just do the next Batman movie, for all I care. Bring uh, from it. what I've seen? Hell yeah. <laughs> Knock that out, girl. I don't care. Um, good is good. Of- Kidding me? <laughs> So yeah, super excited about uh, about Whedon if it's true, and he doesn't. Uh, I'd love to see it. Moving on to Wonder Woman news, Patty Jenkins <laughs> was talking about the armpit hair debacle. Uh. She said that was tr- that was truly hilarious. One day those stories will be told about the laughs that happened behind closed doors about like the misconceptions there. I don't know what that means, but that's weird. That's interesting. <laughs> it, I don't even want to try to dissect that. <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> I want to know what was said. I, I We have reported it, and I, I will look no further into it. <laughs> Come on, man. Armpit hair is so important. Oh, <laughs> clearly. So there was the WonderCon bit. Uh, Patty Jenkins and Jeff Johns uh, were talking, and Patty says, I love any superhero origin story just because I think that the birth of superheroes, for many of us, is the idea of being a child, of being a person who connects with these kinds of characters, who end up getting the opportunity to make a difference in the world. I'm a big believer in the tradition of using these stories as a way to explore every single kind of person's hopes and dreams for being a better person, a more powerful person in the world, and making a great choice when they get that chance. She also talked about... Sounds uh, solid. Yeah, she talked a little bit about her passion for superhero films. Uh, from seeing Superman in theaters uh, when she was seven. Mm-hmm. She said, I couldn't believe the effect that movie had on me. I was Superman. It didn't matter who I was, and it didn't matter where I was. I was that little boy who ripped his shirt and picked up a car. I was that character who faced those challenges and felt human. Awesome. 
She says, when it comes to Wonder Woman, she's my favorite superhero, but she's one of the biggest, most well-known classic superheroes of the genre. And the fact that nobody has gotten to make her origin story is so important that every superhero get their day and their origin story. And hers is beautiful and wonderful and one that deserved to be told. Completely agree. I haven't really heard anything out of Patty Jenkins that I didn't just think, yeah, man, let's do it. Yeah. Uh, She also talked about the character's uh, balance of strength and compassion. She said she's not the only character who has a strong moral compass and a belief system, of course. But what I like about her is that that is her mission. Her mission is a belief of mankind and what they can be, and it's a moral belief system. She's one of the very few who believes in goodness and kindness and justice and love who comes to our world hoping to instill that in other people but is willing to use force if that's what she must do to keep mankind safe. Jeff Johns talked about uh, Wonder Woman a bit. He says, In the 90s, I was reading the same articles you guys would. Like someone says, a female superhero won't work, which I find ridiculous. (laughs) You won't hear that again. Nice. (laughs) Nice. You gotta love the confidence of that. Yeah. Which, everyone's ignoring that. Like, they're all ignoring that, and they're bringing up, like... The fact that someone asked him at the same place, at the they asked him about uh, a possible sequel sequel to Wonder Woman, and he says, "I can't confirm that." So they're like, "He has no confidence in the franchise." No, oh, man, he has no idea what it's gonna make. That's what. No, I, I. This is a new beast. Yeah. In a lot of ways, I mean, the last female superhero movie we had was what Tank Girl, and before that, Supergirl with Helen Slater. Like, no, <laughs> no, we can't trust this yet. No, like, we we. We also, we live in a world where, like, just as you talked about earlier, we don't trust the WB anymore, just in general. Mm-mm. So, him saying I can't confirm that is is not, I mean, that's bread and butter, man. That's not, mm-hmm. that's not new. <laughs> uh, so, Patty Jenkins talked a little bit about the script, and she talked about uh, the Chris Pine and uh, Gal Gadot, or, you know, Steve Trevor and Wonder Woman love uh, angle in the movie. She says, it has a Casablanca feel, which I don't think we've seen in this universe before, which sounds cool. Sure. Like, it sounds like it, you know, does not have a <laughs> happy ending for them, <laughs> <laughs> which I'm kind of cool with. Well, it's, I, I guess it shouldn't. I mean, he's, it's a, it's an era piece that to, when he's involved, I, I suppose. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, you know, didn't they, didn't they like freeze him in the comics though? Or did they just update it? I don't know. I'd retconned him or froze him. I'm not sure. Probably both at one point. I don't know. (laughs) We're being honest. (laughs) I can't keep that crap straight sometimes. Yeah. Oh, man. So, I am no Jeff Johns, by the way. Yahoo Movies asked uh, Pine and Patty Jenkins uh, (laughs) about Chris Pine being, quote, a dude dude in distress. Uh, I like that. Pine says, the question does not serve us anything but this narrative of... Uh, does does not service anything but this narrative of hierarchy. What you're asking almost flips the script, and the question is, do I enjoy being the second? I think this is a movie about parody. This is a movie about two people bringing a lot to the table with completely disparate qualities. She happens to be a superhero. I happen to be definitely not. But there's no judgment or discussion or conversation in the narrative about a hierarchy. It's not a matriarchal structure. It's not a patriarchal structure. It's just human beings trying to figure out how to live in this awful world. Uh, Jenkins said, I don't know why I said it that way. It's my self coming out of me. Jenkins. (laughs) (laughs) Jenkins. Jenkins says, Patty. (laughs) Patty Jenkins. She says, I don't think anybody wants that out of any love interest, not either gender, and that's why it was so fun to do. I don't think we looked at it that way. Who's got the upper hand? Who's got the lower hand? This is a love story about a character who comes to this world who needs to meet people who help her guide the way. Uh, so, with the WonderCon and the CinemaCon love all that. and all the cons, oh yeah, all the cons and all, uh, they've released high-res images of Wonder Woman. Uh, about 20 of them, it looks like. But I've seen all these before. They may have been in low-res or in trailers, but I've seen all this before, so I'm not really going into it. Mm-hmm. You can dig around if you want to. Um, They're out there. Sorry. This is me being a shitty host. Nah. Um, <laughs> nah. It's out there. We've covered it before. Yeah. Uh, on to Justice League. There was a big rumor running around that uh, 
people are just slamming the hell out of Justice League. Like, oh, IMDb is reporting that the movie is 170 minutes long. That's just like 10 minutes shy of, of three hours. This is ridiculous. It's going to be even longer than BVS, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Um, John Berg tweeted at Zack Snyder, disappointed the Justice League movie is only 170 minutes. <laughs> also... <laughs> Also curious, as movie isn't finished yet, but IMDb knows exact running time? And right. Zack Snyder responds to John Berg and says, Forgot to tell you that I screened the first cut of Justice League for IMDb. Thought that was standard WB procedure. No? <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys can pack that away. That's not true. Just calm down. No, just uh, let, you, let your bladders relax. It may not be that long. <laughs> Uh, DC fans don't like to let their bladders release you know, or relax. It, it, relax. That, yeah, just tell them not to worry so much. Now, it is still a Snyder film, and you may still want to make sure you get the small, even though they suggest mm. that extra 50 cents is going to be so much worth it. You may right. still want to get the small. Right. I'm not saying it's not going to be a long film. Sorry. Sorry. I, I was intending to, to make a crack about the fact that DC fans are furious with Kevin Smith over that one oh, the release. book that yeah. he wrote. Yeah. Yeah, where he had the bomb and the shock front wave from the bomb actually made his, him piss himself and they all got mad. Which I don't know. It was apparently true. I don't know. I didn't know where to It is true. It's, I just, yeah, I mean, it's definitely. <laughs> I just kind of went, <laughs> that's a funny point, and moved on. Yeah, apparently that was sacrilege just to make Batman piss himself. Oh, man. So there is uh, there are new rumors that say that the Thanagarians are going to be in Justice League. And the rumors primarily come, or completely come, <laughs> primarily, <laughs> completely come from the Amazon versus Apocalypse frames. I'm not even going to say scenes. They are literal frames that we get out of this trailer that we that was released a couple of weeks ago. Um, and they point out that a couple of the parademons look like they're being fired at by the Apocalypse armies. And they don't quite look like parademons. I can kind of see it, but it's so blurry and so small, I can't. They think that these people are Thanagarians, though. All right, well, Which, it would be cool. It's out there, okay. Uh, I'd be down. Whatever. Not again it. I just uh, need something a little more <laughs> than a blurry it. photo, you know? Right. So, uh, which, you know, the Hawks not being in Legends of Tomorrow anymore might be a, a red flag for that. Mm-hmm. Anyway. There are rumors that Jared Leto might be in Justice League because he was at CinemaCon to promote Blade Runner 2049, and uh, he took a picture with Zack Snyder, and uh, he was hanging out with the Justice League crew after, and uh, apparently that means that he's going to be in the movie. I don't think it's, that means anything. No, not necessarily. So, you know, tuck it back in, guys. Yep. Um so yeah, CinemaCon, as as you know, everyone thought Ben Affleck showed up with Zack Snyder and Jason Momoa and Henry Cavill, Ezra Miller, Ray Fisher, Patty Jenkins. Did it again, Jenkins. <laughs> Chris Pine. Uh, Gal Gadot was at home with her baby, but she sent a video message. Uh, Ju- Jason Momoa said Justice League. He said he's seen it, and it's the greatest movie in the world. <laughs> <laughs> That guy doesn't half-ass even a comment, man. I don't know. Um, <laughs> he doesn't walk up a hill, he rolls up it. Right. Uh, he then said he's gonna. he was leaving for Australia that night uh, to shoot for Aquaman, and they showed video filled with concept art for the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone's talking about how great this is and how, like, I haven't seen it, obviously, but apparently Black Mana's costume is on point and comic book accurate, so that's cool. Cool, yeah. Um. I wondered if they'd go so far. Now, Zack Snyder showed off an extended version of the trailer. Mm. Yeah, something we haven't seen. No. And the, the descriptions from The Hollywood Reporter are as such. Uh, Alfred tells Bruce Wayne that his employer has been working like there is no tomorrow trying to assemble the team. Soon we're in a Wayne warehouse where he's working on a giant vehicle. Bruce that Bruce remarks that he spent millions of dollars on the security for the building. And Wonder Woman says... Uh, he's got his money's worth because it took her almost a minute to disable it. <laughs> he says the the vehicle he's working on is, is a troop carrier. Uh, I'm guessing that's the Flying Fox. Later in the footage, uh, they say Batman and Barry Allen are uh, 
out of costume, standing on a roof, and they see the bat signal. Barry goes, oh, awesome, it's the bat signal. That's your signal. And then he apologizes for speaking too loudly about it. And he says, that means we have to go now. That's so cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's awesome, though. You get this like little Robin yeah. dynamic for half a second. Yeah. I should point out they did they did uh they did show some Wonder Woman footage, but it was all stuff that I I felt like had been described to us pretty thoroughly from from the uh reporters going and doing the set visits and stuff, so. That yeah, we we covered that pretty eh. pretty thickly. Yeah. Uh Zack Snyder was talking about Justice League though. He says Justice League is a culmination of a journey that for me has been 7 years. I'm a huge fan of these characters and this is a dream come true to bring them all together in this single film. So, you know, you know, uh, wrote wrote uh, praise for the thing and happiness, and you get you got to show that you're excited about it. Yeah, um, <laughs> of course, that's fine. I'm sure he actually is. I'm just oh yeah, pulling it down. So the thing that I'm most excited about though is the Aquaman stuff. Oddly enough, uh, Jim Vijvoda. Sure, I don't know. Um, <laughs> had this to say about it: Aquaman concept art footage looks epic. Sci-fi underwater with a Lord of the Rings vibe to its design, too. Lots of creatures. Manta Helma looks accurate. Um, James Wan uh, at CinemaCon introduced a lot of concept art. Now, here's the cool thing. Mm-hmm. They A lot of people are reporting this. The concept art looks like a like a space battle, like a dogfight space battle. And everyone apparently thought that the images in the distance were ships going into battle. But, as James Wan says, it's not until the ships get so close to you that you realize that they're not spaceships. Those are humans riding sharks. <laughs> <laughs> Armored sharks. Awesome. <laughs> if he gives me armored sharks riding into battle, I will forgive everything I've ever said. What have you said? I was dubious before. I really was. I remember thinking, uh, I don't know. I don't know this guy. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know, but... But Armored Sharks like is, the, a, is a get-out-of-jail-free card for me. Sorry, just is. The more I see of James Wan, and I still haven't seen anything he's ever made, because I'm not a horror guy, um, aside from, like, No Sam idea, Raimi he's a completely movies. new character, so I, I was just kind of, yeah. oh, I don't know, let's see what happens. Armored Sharks, man. <laughs> You'll, uh... <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're People good. People riding sharks. Yeah, I mean that sounds crazy. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. What, I don't know what to do with that. Um, no, I'm I'm sad though. Like now, I'm gonna be real disappointed if that's not a real thing. Oh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I doubt he would have shown them that concept art if there weren't gonna be armored sharks being written by ridden by Atlanteans. You know, I don't know. And, I don't know. I've had I've had stranger experiences. Hopefully, I, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be hopeful. I'm gonna be hopeful. Yeah. Now I'm I'm a little worried because they did say that like the the effects for Aquaman wouldn't have been possible five years ago, which means that we're dealing with some new effects. Some cutting technology. edge stuff that may or may not yeah. have gotten the budget in time it needed. Right. Yeah, I'm a little worried about that. Yeah. Uh, Nicole Kidman is uh, talking about. I mean, she is officially uh, at Atlanta, and I want to say Atlanta because I don't want to say Atlanta. <laughs> um, <laughs> But she's talking about why she's uh, officially at Lana uh, in Aquaman, the the mother of Aquaman there. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says, the reason why I love Aquaman is James Wan is an Australian, which doesn't sound great at first. She says, I've, <laughs> I've followed his career since he started. He's a really good friend of mine, and he offered to let me play Queen Atlana. As soon as he said I could wear Mother of Pearl and be a mermaid warrior, I said, I'm done. Please, if there's <laughs> one thing I have to do in my life, I have to be that. Yep. Uh, now, a couple weeks ago, and we didn't talk about it then, because uh, I kind of dismissed it, but then I actually looked at the footage, and I'll be damned if it isn't really cool. Amber Heard has, has posted on Instagram a video of her training. Actually, I think we did mention it, but we damn, it. She's, she's, doing a good, she's doing a good job. That looks good. We we like we mentioned there was training footage out there and we're like, but I, I think at yeah. some point it was like yeah it's like Momoa training and some people training and just like yeah we don't care about the gym part yeah 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 which is also true but every now and then training footage I guess can be kind of cool oh man she was like throwing dudes around it was awesome nice so you know forced to be reckoned Queen Mara this person, get down guys <laughs> this person this we were happening. we were so afraid was 
withering in health uh, about a year ago. Yeah. Tossing dudes well, around I mean, now. You know, she's tossing dudes around and, uh, you know, doesn't look like Johnny Depp throwing a phone in her face did anything to her, so. Apparently not. I mean, not in the wrong Allegedly. Way, anyway. I don't know. I have no idea if that's oh, alleged or not allegedly. I, I have no <laughs> idea. I have completely I have no idea. new information for me. I have no idea. No idea what um. Jack Sparrow's been up to in his <laughs> private time. Uh, you know, now that Hunter's gone, I don't know what he's doing these days. I, I actually, I did know a lot more about him when Hunter was around. Hunter right. S. Thompson, for anyone who doesn't know. Yeah, I, I knew a lot more about Johnny Depp when... Which, uh, you know, you know, it's a bummer. And John though. Cusack, of all things. Oh, yeah, John Cusack, too. You know what a bummer, though, is uh, that I read uh, uh, a piece of a memoir, mm. or memoir, if you want to say it that way, a, uh, from Hunter S. Thompson's son. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Hunter S. Thompson was just a piece of shit, dude. Like, the way he talked to his kid and treated his kid makes me never want to read a, another Hunter S. Thompson book, ever. I completely believe that. Yeah. Like, it, there's, there was, like no part of me that disbelieved it like it was like i read like that this like excerpt of a memoir and i was like that sounds completely true no i mean <laughs> if, if i remember the details correctly when uh hunter killed himself like uh, people were in the house they thought like a book had fallen off a shelf yeah um that uh, he would have been one of the people in the house if i remember i mean this is a dude who called his kid a waterhead bastard for like interrupting his football game screw that guy i just yeah, yeah, I don't know. yeah, no. I, it I was. Get, uh, I get angry about this. Stuff. It it was a it was a different generation to give it some some mitigation, but no, it's it's not an acceptable thing. But at the same time, like no, there was not, a lot of people. There were a lot of people in that era where, like, I mean, I, I love John Lennon um, to death, like his public persona. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but his <laughs> so his, did Mark David Chapman. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he he was a huge fan. That was part of the reason he got there. But um, mm-hmm. I I I love his public persona. I love his songs. I love I, a lot of what he put down on uh, on tape. But you mm-hmm. know, privately, he was a dickhead just a lot of the time. Yeah, like wife beater uh, early on in his was life. Was he a wife beater? Yeah, he beat Cynthia Lennon a few times. Um, oh man! Like it, uh, it would would start a fight with uh with friends of his uh, more like Stuart Sutcliffe mm-hmm. was one of the infamous fights where they like he kicked his head on the like grounded him and then oh, kicked geez. his head in the middle of an alley I mean like it this is a dear friend of his like this is a guy that when he he learned he died he, he cried and didn't know what to do with himself for a week these were dear friends and he didn't know <laughs> he it still beat him <laughs> yeah I'm um it's one of the reasons yeah, I always so... think that McCartney's one of the all-time great diplomats is because I don't remember ever hearing that Lennon punched McCartney. I keep thinking, oh, man, he must have been good with words. <laughs> yeah, so Lennon was a he was an angry man. So the next time you uh, decide to, to whip out Imagine <laughs> as, as your happy, peaceful anthem, remember that John Lennon was a huge dick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry to do that to anyone who didn't know that. John Lennon was a huge dick who actually came out. I know enough to know that he came out and said, Imagine was like the ramblings of a, of a young idealistic fool. <laughs> and at the end of his days, he was friends with Ronald Reagan. Just know that. I want you to know all of it. Those were things that all happened. In context, mind you, but they all happened. <laughs> I, and I'll know that Hunter S. Thompson was a, an abusive piece of crap, and I can never truly enjoy Fear and Loathing again, or anything oh, else. Oh, yeah, you can't. You can't. Uh, uh, someone's art <laughs> is not necessarily... It's it's a representation of a person's ideas, so you don't have to necessarily take it from totally. it and go, ah, it's terrible. Like, Imagine is a beautiful piece of, of, of work. Right. It's a, it's a wonderful um, idea. Mm. We can take it. We can, uh, we can take it for what it's worth and, and know that everyone's imperfect you know sure everybody's imperfect uh like for me i will probably have more toys than i ever buy my own children (laughs) 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 like the day i die if i have children they will burn those toys in a bonfire like every action figure i've ever collected (laughs) and they'll be like yeah, I thought I'd always, I'd, I was waiting for this day for him to finally die so I could touch these stupid toys, and now I'm just angry at them. 
Yeah, no, they're going to like pour a bunch of kerosene uh, on the toys and on they're going to get one of those long matches so they can actually write something out and on the side of that match they're going to write <laughs> I could have gone to college, you fuck. And then throw the match. <laughs> Everyone will sign it, you know. All the siblings get together. Right. I think I th- <laughs> I think you're grossly exaggerating how many times I'm actually going to have children. <laughs> I just had like three people mad right then. It's not an insurmountable all number. The, all the siblings. Like, there's like nine of them. Yeah. It wasn't. It, I mean, it's, it's still just a match I'm talking about. There was not, not a lot of signing you know. space. Well, dad originally only wanted one kid. And then, you know, you know how he's the collector. Yeah. Once he had one, he had to have the whole set. Yeah. Yeah. So you had like twenty kids. No, that is what would happen to you too, though. You poor bastard. You're gonna have like eight girls <laughs> and then one boy because you had to have both. No, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. Every time crossing your fingers in the delivery room, like ah, oh. No, no, absolutely not. You know, I uh, I think I can handle not being that much of a completist. I, I would hope because it's expensive. I, I've heard roughly two fifty per pop these days to actually have a kid, get it out of your house at an appropriate age. Yeah, well, you know, people are crazy with what they spend. You know what I mean? I, 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 I think that's the low estimate. Mm. We'll see. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not there yet. Yeah, there's, there's probably a fair amount of people listening, going like, "Yep, feels like that feels right." Damn it. Mm. Yeah, you know, you can skimp, you can cut corners, you know. <laughs> that sounds awful. I'm moving on. <laughs> this is awesome. I don't want to explore that, uh, that no, territory. I don't want to explore yeah. either. I don't either. <laughs> uh, Patrick Wilson, man. Oh, man. Hollywood Reporter. <laughs> Hollywood Reporter uh, tweeted out, Why are bad guys in superhero team-up movies always faceless drones? Patrick Wilson, the man we know is going to play Ocean Master, mm-hmm. replied, not for long. <laughs> That's uh, well done, Patrick. <laughs> well done. Uh, humbly bowing, sir. Mm-hmm. Well done. Uh, so this is weird. Uh, there, there are rumors that uh, WB is looking at Jordan Peele. The guy that just, you know, of Key and Peele, and uh, who also just directed Get Out. They're looking to him uh, to perhaps helm the Akira movie, the adaptation of Akira, which is an anime. And believe me, with the numbers uh, that Ghost in the Shell are pulling in right now, they are going to be making Akira. (laughs) Um, Which Leonardo DiCaprio is apparently attached as producer um, for that. So that's going to happen. But they're also... They're also talking to Jordan Peele, though, about The Flash. I have no idea what to say about that. Uh, I'm not completely on board. I think he would be a better fit for Akira than he would The Flash. I really have no idea. I don't know the guy's uh, directorial uh, catalog. I I just I don't know what to do with that. I really don't. Well, like watching Key and Peele, like, and I haven't seen like a, a like a, all of it. I just see it when it's one of those clips where somebody says, "Oh my yeah. God, you have to see this." But you know, you can tell kind of which one is which like you can like a jordan peele sketch is a lot darker okay and a lot more like horror based that's why like as soon as you know i saw get out i was like oh like suddenly i knew because i was like i have i had no idea which one was which i was just like i don't watch enough of it to know but no they're literally like in their actual lives they're they're literally two people whose names i've always heard at the same time and whose faces i've already seen at the Mm -hmm. same time sure that's it I literally sure. didn't even like invest myself enough to figure out who was Key and who was Bill. Yeah, no, me either. But um, you know, as soon as I saw the trailer for Get Out, I went, "Oh!" Like seven sketches popped into my mind that I know he directed <laughs> or wrote. I don't you even know, like, I know even he was seven sketches. In that one. I mean, I I, <laughs> I can only name you two sketches that I I know about from Key and Pill, and it's like um, I think it's the the giraffe thing with the 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 fucked up names. And the angry Obama translator. Oh gosh, I haven't. No, I, I don't know. I, Those are I'm both good. It's Kian. like I, I've never yeah. been directed to a Kian Pill sketch and thought, "Oh, that was crap." I've always thought, "Well, that was fantastic," but I, I never right. had time to go back and, and you know, 
pull up episodes on uh, yeah Comedy Central's I'm gonna, streaming service and uh, go for I'm it. Gonna, I'm gonna send you some links. <laughs> All right, there's some really good stuff. I'm not arguing. I just but, uh, it's anyway. never come come into my uh, never gotten on my radar. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm. He might do a good job. I, I. I. would be interested to see what he pulls out with the Flash, though. I. I kind of don't think that he's right for it. But again, you know, I don't know. Maybe he is. Maybe I'm wrong. I'll be honest. I don't know. At this point, I think Ezra Miller is so right for it that I don't know how bad it is. Like I don't. I don't know how bad you'd have to fuck up the director. Mm-hmm. I. I. At this point, I think Ezra. Ezra Miller knows as much about the Flash as probably Jeff Johns. Yeah. That seems like a tall order. But every time you see this guy in an interview, do you not think like, man, he's been doing his research? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine with Ezra. It's everything else I'm uh, I'm concerned about with the Flash. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you should be just logistically. You should yeah. be. Yeah. Uh, so moving on to Nightwing, I guess. Uh, actually, kind of Young Justice. We should have talked about this in the DC TV, and maybe you put it in there. I didn't. I didn't see it in there. I don't but, have anything um, in Young Justice, so go for it. Yeah. Uh, so Dave Franco, they were talking to Dave Franco, comicbook.com was talking to to him. Um, they asked if he was playing the Riddler, coming back and playing the Riddler in Young Justice Season 3. He said, only if you beg for it. No one is knocking on my door, but you tell them, and I am there. Mm. But on whether or not he would play Nightwing, he says, absolutely. Again, it is one of those things that you can go, you can literally go to anybody, but I'm here if they want me. I do not want him as Nightwing. Didn't like him? I, Dave Franco, he is great. He he was he was one of the bright spots of that last terrible season of Scrubs, um, <laughs> and I'm happy as all hell for him that he you know med school gets to spend a I life with gets, yeah he he gets to spend a life with Allison Brie and that seems like it's a lot of fun. But um, on the other hand, if you're talking about him playing Nightwing, I'm gonna say he has two looks. He has a look that says, I just farted, and I'm super happy about it. Mm-hmm. And he has a look that says, I'm try- I'm either trying to hold in a shit or trying to push one out. All right, so you're, Those are I mean, two what looks. you're saying, though, is that he'd be a great soap opera actor. He looks In the tradition hell, of his, his siblings. <laughs> no, if someone came to me and said, hey, what do you think about James Franco for Nightwing? I would say, maybe, I don't know, let's see. I, I would say, no. No, just no. Dave, Dave Franco, though, I would absolutely say no. No, no. And he he you did would say crack me up. No, on James. No, James Franco. No, 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 not wing. Nope. I think he could do it. No, he he. Why? It's not even a point against him. It's that he makes me laugh too much. I want to be able to take him seriously, and I can't take like. There's a percentage at which I want to take Nightwing seriously, and there's a percentage at which. Have you seen Have you seen Freaks and Geeks? Uh, some of it, not all of it. No. He can he can do serious man. He can do serious. All right. All right. James Franco can do anything he wants to do. I'll take your word for it. But Dave Franco, I he just he always has a goofy look. But it's like sixty always... forty. I want like it, <laughs> it's like sixty percent of the time I want Nightwing to be you know the the guy who could probably take Batman if you really had to to pick him out. Yeah. And then forty percent of the time I want him to be the guy that like still makes Barbara laugh. You know. Yeah. You know I um I think uh, I'm leaning toward Ian Somerhalder. Don't know. Uh, you remember the guy that played Adam Knight on Smallville? Oh God, yeah, I think so. He was also uh, he's uh I think he's in the Vampire Diaries or some some such bullshit. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was also on Lost, and he was amazing on Lost. He was super good on Lost. Like he the kid the kid can act mm-hmm. when he's not you know continually thrown into CW crap. He can act, <laughs> and he can act on those shows too. It's just I don't watch those shows. I don't care. The CW does tend to like take a hit. <laughs> <laughs> these matters for some reason i hate that i really hate that but uh, look sometimes they deserve it sometimes they don't it, it depends yeah yeah so anyway i don't know i don't know about nightwing i, I don't want dave franco there though i like dave franco just not for nightwing mm, i guess i yeah i i'll have to go with you i could i could do without it yeah so uh jeff johns at WonderCon said that the the upcoming uh <laughs> the upcoming dc movies have heart, humor, and heroics. You know, this is a thing uh, that he's been championing for a while now. So we say hooray, and we move on with our day. Mm-hmm. And hope that that's true. Yep. Um, interesting thing here, though. Aaron Sorkin. Okay. Told com- Aaron Why not Sorkin get involved, Aaron Sorkin? Com- Sorkin? Sure. Right. What you got? Aaron Sorkin 
told comicbook.com, I happen to have meetings coming up with both DC and Marvel. I have to go into these meetings and tell them as respectfully as I can that I have never read a comic book. It's not that I don't like them. It's just that I've never been exposed to one. So I'm hoping that somewhere in their library is a comic book character that I'm going to love and that I'm going to want to go back and start reading from the first issue on. I don't know what that means, but I'm very excited. I'm very excited. I like Aaron Sorkin. Yes, I do. I really do. Um, if Firefly didn't exist, Studio 60 might be my favorite show. Yeah, it's I don't, probably accurate, yeah. I don't know what to and tell And, like, you. while I'm I, watching I like Studio... It, like, if I went back and rewatched Studio 60 right now, about four episodes in, I would think, this is my favorite show of all time. This I mean, is it. the newsroom was solid. Newsroom was solid. It had pr- West Wing, it as, had as much as I've seen, was pretty damn good he does have he does have like a weakness for having the worst theme songs of all time he does it's weird have you have you seen the commercials for his master class on screenwriting no how's that that uh the commercial's pretty interesting it makes me want to plunk down whatever money they're they're charging for does it have bad because bad theme music <laughs> no but I mean, it has the master class. I just figured like music, dr- like gr- Green Light Fever was going to be like the theme song for it somehow. the The trailer for it features him talking to like a writing workshop, and he tells them he's like, "I haven't seen an episode of The West Wing since I left, so I was there for the first four seasons. What we'll be doing in this workshop is we're going to be breaking episode five hundred one. Nice. And, you know, he just, he talks about dialogue. I'm going to retread this talk- thing I haven't looked at in a while. Right? See what happens. And, By the way, also, uh, I, I, I can't leave this. Sports Night. I loved Sports yeah. Night. It was one of the greatest experiments ever in what happens if you have a laugh track for one season and not for another. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's everyone who's ever been interested in, in the, like, the, the development of television should go back and watch Sports Night just because season one... You have the framing, you have all the, the normal uh, uh, accoutrement to a laugh track. Season two, they change somehow how they film it. No laugh track. It's an entirely different show, but it it's like they, they took the same show, made it different. It's it's this wild experiment. And the show itself is actually good because he does make you invest in these characters. Like, I still wish I knew what happened to these characters. And there aren't as many sports jokes as you'd think. So if you're, if you're not a sports no. fan, you can actually still dig in and watch Sports Night and you'll be fine. Like there's a few digs yeah. here and there, and like there's a like a like a John Rocker knockoff thing that's that's fantastic. But you're gonna enjoy yourself. It's still like classic Sorkin, but it's like him finding his feet and yeah. still having a life. It's amazing. That's the one I haven't seen because of the sports element, and because you told me that there's no ending to it. You don't find out what happened to the character. There's not really. Um, no, I mean, I mean, I, somewhat- I really wish there was like a you know a 45 minute special that wrapped it up. I, I do. But, anyway, but I'm still going to go back and watch it. Uh, so. <laughs> Just damn. Whether Aaron Sorkin takes on DC or Marvel, which I feel like Aaron Sorkin, and this might be a bias or something, and I'm not really trying to be biased because I love Marvel, but I feel like he would be more geared toward the DC characters. Yes. Flash but, in particular, you know, actually. I say that, and then Aaron Sorkin would probably come out and be like, the Marvel characters are so much more relatable. I'm like, okay. But no, he doesn't like DC's relatable characters necessarily. <laughs> He really doesn't. <laughs> that might that might be uh, okay. So if we do Aaron Sorkin, if Aaron Sorkin does a DC movie, and you know uh, suddenly we're dealing with a Superman that acts a whole lot like Matthew Perry's Matt Albee, <laughs> <laughs> or you have Superman explaining why America is not the number one country in the world. No, no, you know, no. All right, you know and happened. this is too deep track for us to 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 go too far with it but if we're being serious here on studio 60 matt lb is batman and and uh danny is superman oh yeah totally totally no 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 not even that like i don't feel like sorkin would even deal with that and that's exciting to me because matt alby <laughs> matt and danny from studio 60 are t- they're totally blue beetle and booster gold oh they are though yeah you're right <laughs> Like a sad and beaten down Blue Beetle and Booster Gold, but the and the like in a weird way, I'm, like Amanda Peet is is she's not even like Wonder Woman, she's like Zatanna. <laughs> I feel yeah. like we've 
we we dove into a place where not a lot of people are still familiar with what the hell oh, we're talking no. about. No, 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 no. Yeah, let's move on. We're almost done, guys. <laughs> uh, but if, so if you're like the four people who knew what we were talking about, let me know. You're welcome. You're welcome. We're on Twitter, Facebook. You know where we are. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of curious. Do you agree? Yeah. I sort of feel like uh, you know, Jack is maybe Batman. No, definitely not Jack. No. You don't think so? Like, no, Jack is, just... Jack is probably Martian. Oh, God, you're right. That's good. That's a good call. Yeah. Anyway. Forget about that. Um, Warner Brothers is apparently creating a uh, VR tie-in for the new VR centers that IMAX is uh, fooling around with these days. Cool. All right. Look. Looks like uh, the first tie-in experience is going to be uh, for Justice League, and they're also going to be doing one with Aquaman, and they haven't released what the other one is, but there is going to be three of them. And um, this is a thing that, like, uh, you know, people, <laughs> the guy actually wrote the article that I got the news from said that the Age of Ultron uh, VR demo was actually uh, more memorable than the movie. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah. Um, That's rough and possibly fair. (laughs) I liked Age of Ultron, but I don't remember a whole lot of it. I remember all of it. I just don't think about it a lot. Yeah. James Spader kicked ass. Anyway, so that's a cool thing. And I don't know what it means exactly because I'm an old man. Now, my VR experience tie-in. Huh. That sounds... Exhausting. (laughs) That sounds like a thing I probably don't want to do. Yeah. Um... (laughs) So uh, they've they've kind of looked at how much money the uh, how how profitable Suicide Squad actually was, mm-hmm. and um, it's the most profitable DCEU movie so far. Um, to give you an idea, and this is just profit, like what the company made from these movies. Here's here's the rundown of comic book movies. Um, at the top, we have Iron Man three that made uh, nine hundred thirty one point eight million. Avengers Age of Ultron, 382.3. Guardians of the Galaxy, 204.2 million. Big Hero 6, 187.3 million. Captain America Winter Soldier, 166.2 million. Suicide Squad, 158.95 million. Then you have Thor The Dark World, Doctor Strange, Batman v Superman, Ant-Man, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, X-Men Days of Future Past, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, Man of Steel. I don't know where where the Avengers falls in that. That's kind of weird that it's not in there. But uh, that's where they ranked them. That's how they ranked them there in this article. That part's weird, and also Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, why would you throw that in there? Whatever. I mean, it's Uh, technically it's supposed to be there. I just don't understand why it made that money. mm -hmm. But yeah, so apparently Suicide Squad... The takeaway is that it didn't do too badly uh, financially, and, um, you know. Good for them. There you are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Atlantic Records uh, EVP Evan, uh, Evan, Kevin Weaver uh, talked about the Suicide Squad soundtrack and how, how successful it was. He says, over 1 billion streams on Spotify alone for the four Suicide Squad singles, and this only this comes only eight months since the release of the project. Thank you to everyone who rocked these records over and over again all around the world. Um, he also says, 1.5 billion streams to date on YouTube on our four Squad music videos. Mind-blowing. That's 2.5 billion streams just on Spotify and YouTube alone. Um... Which means uh, there are also stats that... Is Heathens one of the singles? Yeah. Alright, so like 3 million of those were just Heathens. Yeah, and I I only know... I only remember two of them. Heathens and Sucker for Pain. Yeah. I don't remember the others. No idea. But um, I think it was a Purple Lamborghini in there. Oh yeah, Purple Lamborghini. Yeah, I remember that one. Yep. Uh, So apparently Apple Music and Google Play and other services don't make their uh, stats public. So, uh, yeah... That's, that's probably three or four billion streams. God only knows. Uh, Richard Suckle, uh, one of the producers on Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> said uh, even bigger things are coming for Suicide Squad 2. He says, we must do it again. Just wait for Suicide Squad 2's soundtrack. It's so. a it's an okay soundtrack, man. I mean, I'm not li- like, I've jogged to that thing. No. It's fine. It's, it's, it's a good soundtrack. It's, it's not, like, I'm not trying to hate on it. I'm just saying... No. Heathens was a solid hit. Yeah. 21 Pilots is uh, kind of bigger than... Uh, everything else um, combined on that album? Everything else right now. Yeah. yeah. Everything else right now. Yeah. Um, 
like I actually have my my uh, my radio set to uh, to play like a top forty station to anger me into uh, the world every day. Yeah, because I don't I won't wake up if it's good music. And um, but no, you just <laughs> sit there dreamily swimming yeah. in your good tunes. Yeah, so you know I've got to have you know Megan Trainer cracking at my in my brain mm-hmm. to wake me up, but um. Unfortunately, it's also turned me into a Tay-Tay and Selgo fan a little bit. No. <laughs> Look, we're all Tay-Tay fans. Don't even try. Don't uh, even try to you know. know. We yeah. all kind of like her. Yeah. She's friend- She's good friends with Selgo, so you, you can't you can't stop the magic. What you going to do? But, importantly, uh, you know, all these months later, they still play Heathens, like, all the time. All the time. I, like, I, I was do, bored with I that song like before it got on the radio. Yeah, I like 21 Pilots. I like Heathens. Tired of it, though. Yeah. So, anyway. We uh we have our giveaway here. Uh, our final review came to us through Stitcher, and this by no means means that you, by by final I mean you guys can keep reviewing. Please keep reviewing and Please. giving us yes. good stars and stuff. We're just not give, giving you anything for it now. <laughs> but um, this is all honor system at this point. Yeah, but uh, so on Stitcher, scruff hip joint. <laughs> I think it. I think it says something about our audience. Sometimes the names that we hear on this show. I, um, <laughs> all right, scruff. Do you know? Do you know what that means? <laughs> scruff hip joint. I don't know what scruff hip joint means. No, I mean I, I like hip joint. Sure, great. Okay, scruff. I have no idea what that means. So whoever this is, can you please let me know what scruff, and especially scruff hip joint means? Yeah, I am deadly curious now. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate the review though uh they gave us five stars on stitcher said a show that's like hanging out with you friends <laughs> i think they meant your joint uh he said he says i have or he or she says i have my group of friends but none of them like this stuff these guys are great they know their stuff without getting all actually it was issue blah 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 on you ah see here's the fun <laughs> part we're slightly incapable of going. Uh, it was actually issued. Blah 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 blah. blah. Yeah, because our memories are crap. Yes. Um, <laughs> he says it's clear they're fans and they know a ton about these properties, but they aren't talking over your head all the time and they aren't talking down to you. Well, most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Mister Scruff, when would? Uh, I didn't want to talk down. Let me know. Let me know when we talk down. Yeah. I mean, uh, we. He says, you know, this is this is. He says we're they aren't we're, we're not talking over your head. After we get done with a segment, we're just talking about Studio Sixty and how they equate to the DC universe. Yes, obviously. <laughs> right. Anyway, he continues. They make me laugh a lot, and I forget that I can't talk to them sometimes while I'm listening. I hope they keep doing this forever. Or at least start making something themselves. Um. So while we're not doing it now, like because we do the show all the time. Sure. Um, maladjusted TV, dude. There's we have we've made a lot of stuff. We have some some actual stuff, but I do yeah. love both of those dreams. I would love to continue doing this. Yeah, I'd like to do this, and I would like to make other things as well at the same time. And yeah, absolutely. Uh. So anyway, um, dude, thank you. Girl, gal, chick, whatever you want to call yourself. Whoever whatever you're you are, identifying as. Scruff Hip Joint, thank you so much for your five-star review and your wonderful, nice things that you said about us. Um, Love you, man. You Woman. can't yell at us. You know We can't hear you what you're saying when you're doing the thing, when you're listening to the show. But if you talk to us on Twitter and Facebook at DC on screen or Instagram, we're, um, we're there too. Um, you can talk to us. We'll respond. Anyway. I will so over on Facebook, and I encourage you to, because I want to know more about yeah. this scruff factor. <laughs> uh, that means giveaway number four is complete. Uh, we will now use the true random number generator on random.org to pick the final winner of the DC on screen trade paperback DVD Blu-ray giveaway. I will not take a drum roll because you've already done it. And the people entered as followed... Are as follows. Uh, what? The people entered are as follows. <laughs> Stevens N00, JCH463, 
Mark Hamill's smiling foreskin. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> I always wondered oh. if it was like pre or post op. Was he Jewish? <laughs> oh, by the way, um, <laughs> I had a great idea for a, a mystery novel about a serial killer arsonist who keeps killing moils. It's called Killing the Bur- Killing the Mid- or Burning the Midnight Moil. Oh, good. Uh, <laughs> it's anyway. it's told in like journal format. And then, like in the last yeah. chapter, the, the the it's like interrupted, and there's an addendum written by the actual right. officer who, you know, right. arrested him. And he's just a guy who was circumcised, who kind of was just really pissed off because he's like really super OCD, and he feels like a piece of himself was missing all these years because yes. of some oil. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, um, <laughs> Stevens SN00, JCH463, Mark Hamill smiling foreskin, Dan Mason4210. Randy SF1971, Mr. Meeseek, David12, The Fige, FFEJ, however you say that, uh, <laughs> TMAC420, and Scruff Hip Joint. And the winner of the trade paperback DVD or Blu ray of their choice is number five, Randy SF1971 from iTunes. Dude, Randy, if you, if you have a thing you need, if you have a thing you want, uh, where you can contact us, DC on screen, Facebook, we got it. Twitter, um, we'll get it. dollars or less. Amazon, send us an Amazon link. We'll send it off to you. You gotta give us your address though, or we can't do it. And, um, please go ahead and contact us. And, uh, that's it for this episode. We're going to have our DC TV episode as, as well coming up, but, um, that's it for the DCEU news episode. Like I just said, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, DC on screen, one word, we're easy to find. Um, we are on DCOnScreen.com. Every episode is on DCOnScreen.com. It's not like one of these bullshit uh, podcatchers that just shows you like the last 150 episodes. This thing gives you all, you know, 350, oh my lords. Everyone. So, um, we have been here since the plot of Supergirl leaked. That was like episode two, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, I think it was one. I'm not sure even. Was it? Was it? Okay. So, uh, but it yeah, was at guys, least around uh, like that area-ish. It was. So, um, thank you so much for listening to this entire episode. It was not as long as I thought it was going to be, surprisingly. <laughs> but um, we've got, still got DCTV to go. So um, we're See proud members of the Giant Size. We're proud members of the Giant Size Team Up Network. GiantSizeTeamUp.com. Lots of cool shows over there. If you like this show, you might like some of those, or maybe not. I don't know. Mm. What do I know? I don't know what you like weirdo um <laughs> that's right dave alienate your fans um yeah. <laughs> until next time guys keep some dc on your screen better banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99 percent apr rate on a home equity line of credit from first commonwealth bank to turn your bathroom into your wow i love this bathroom bathroom 0.99 percent introductory apr for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on wall street journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99 percent and a maximum rate of 18 percent offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms equal housing lender first commonwealth bank member fdic